Welcome to the Question Me Qualified podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I don't have a funny line for this week because there's only one really important thing to talk about, and that is the Detroit Lions' first home playoff win in 32 years. So with that, let's talk to our co-host, Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I thought I thought the only thing we had to talk about is Matt Patricia flaming out of the playoffs like a psychopath. That was really, I really was, fun. I loved that. That was like as funny as it gets, but... Yeah. As far as our least favorite coaches go, Matty Pats didn't look so good. Joe Barry didn't look great. I mean, the Packers jumped out to a big lead there, and then uh, you sort of saw the defense exposed for what it was. And of course, Mike McCarthy didn't look good. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all <laughs> that stuff. That's a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, <laughs> the QQ hat trick right Oh, there. no, man. And then the big bopper. Man, everyone. Joe Flacco. Everyone got their comeuppance. They really did. That we've been talking shit about, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, questionably qualified my ass. We just fucking hit six out of six on, like... <laughs> we crushed on these ones. We were, like, not sure. Not sure this is right. Yep. But, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the Lions, because I think you deserve a victory lap here. You and all of all the Detroit Lions fandom. Yeah, man. I mean, we didn't cover, so that was a bummer. No, I'm just kidding. I appreciate it. I don't... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after the first three drives, I was like, we're going to score 100 fucking points against these jabronis. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like, I I don't know. They came out with such fire and like Goff started 10 for 10. And I was like, I I don't care what this man says. Like, this was absolutely the most personal thing for him. Big time. But. Yeah, that was awesome. It also it treated great. us to probably the only good game of the weekend, really. Yeah, it was a it was a great game. The other games, yeah, not yeah, nothing. Actually, you're right about that. I hadn't considered it like in that aspect, but it was good the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one was, was so exciting throughout the entire thing. We can get into some of the details of it later. I would say, as a person with so many good friends who are Lions fans, I was excited to see... I mean, first of all, seeing Sam Laporta out there, which you did warn me that he might give it a go, was pretty wild. And that big frickin' cast he had <laughs> around his knee was also pretty wild to see. And then he gets the fourth down touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. When they did... What did they do? Like a tight end... No, it was... They did trips to the right, to the short side, and it was like Brock Wright, who's our second tight end, yep. Sam Laporta, and DPJ yeah. in a trip. And I'm like, what is this formation? Some real I love wild it. stuff. And when somebody whose number is 97 is man on Sam Laporta, yep. with one, even with one leg, it's a win. Yeah, so. as soon as they, like... Props to Ben Johnson. As soon as they flashed Laporta in the end zone and I could see the number of the guy that was closest to him, I was like, I think they got the matchup they were aiming for on that one. <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it was I thought it was a great game. Like it was so much fun to watch. And yeah. both quarterbacks were, were awesome throughout it. I, you're right though. Was I mean the way electric. that the way that the Lions started out with back to back seventy five played or seventy five yard drives and zero incompletions it was like oh my god i i knew the rams defense wasn't good but this is like a dismantling yeah man like i think they scored on their first three drives Mm -hmm. and then only scored three more points the whole game yes yeah and we could talk about that a little bit at some point too i I was I, i know i mentioned it a little bit earlier both quarterbacks were awesome i thought stafford was just out of his mind i thought he played fantastically crazy yeah he had the both no looks were nutso yeah one of them was just psychotic the one that he did with the guy like in his face yeah i was yeah, like that what one. the hell how did he I do was that like, I, that 
yeah, that one was so obnoxious. I was like, I hadn't really sat and watched him mm-hmm. for a full game this year. I'd seen you know highlights. He like I I don't know, man. He's 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 next level still. He's so fun to watch. Yeah, and I think Goff was making some of those throws that I mean, where you see why he was so highly touted, and you see the arm strength that he has and the way that he can zip him in there. But there yeah. was there was the one moment that I I don't know that I would oh, worry God. about it in terms of your matchup this coming weekend. Again, but if we have to play the 49ers, I'd be pretty worried. Yeah, because the <laughs> moment that Goff turned to his side with a panicked look in his eyes and chest passed, <laughs> chest passed backwards, backwards. <laughs> I was to like, Brock well, Gray, I'm like, if you wanted something to go wrong in this game that would that would doom the Lions, that's the sort of play it would take to really <laughs> throw it off. And it's so funny because you. I'm trying to think if we've, I don't think we've seen Matt Goff this year. It was no. such an alien experience because I, mean, I don't even think in the last two years, because like that's the kind of stuff you would see him do on the Rams. You'd be like, what in the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, where it's like, and hey man, your offense is not- chunking out nine yards at a time. Just ch- <laughs> chill out. <laughs> you can take a sack, dude. Like, you're the slowest dude on earth. Like, you're going to take sacks. Like, we know it's going to happen. Especially with, like, you know, they were able to create that pressure straight up the middle. Yeah. Well, Aaron Donald might not be the old Aaron Donald, but he's still better than just about everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and that, ki- that Kobe. I don't yeah, they're rookie. His last thing, he's really good, too. Yeah, he's crazy good. So it's like, yeah, two guys that I think they account- they accounted for, like, almost 20 sacks or something this year, which up the, yeah. the middle is nuts. Yeah, that and that's exactly the right sort of place for some quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks, that's you know where what they struggle with the most. I feel, always think, yeah. like late late career Tom Brady was that way, where oh, edge yeah. pressure, like he's getting the ball out, you're fine. But if you can yeah. if you can get up in his face in the middle, then then you can start to put him into trouble. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, besides that, I even though they didn't score a lot of points in the second half, the offense was still looking pretty good, and they were able to move the ball, and they were able to get that first down at the end that sealed it which i mean you know i don't want to read too much into how much of like a a player's dude dan campbell is sometimes but you got to think at least a little bit was like i'm gonna let golf fire this thing in there on a dig route to (laughs) seal the game away (laughs) yeah and he i mean that they they do stuff like that like i you know i mean i i think second down was they were just being as aggressive as possible because mm-hmm. they were just like well they probably think we're just gonna run this yep. and then maybe given my track record we'll try to you know run it on third down but yeah i mean sealing the game was this last year the second minnesota game with like the panay sewell <laughs> tackle oh, yeah. eligible like they they love to win on offense and like they i mean obviously you can see why because their offense is a top five unit and their defense is you know top 23 unit. right yeah yeah for so, sure i mean i get it but yeah it's it's cool and like yeah it, it probably didn't i'm sure given where you know it's kind of a full circle moment for jared goff where he's mm-hmm. expelled from the rams and there's no belief in his abilities to now he's like the guy that has to get it done like him and i'm on so yeah it was yep. cool yeah for sure i think you know the piece that I thought was really interesting about the way that the offense operated against the Rams was it wasn't all just feeding one or two of the targets. Like I really thought, and I guess to some extent I was probably right that Laporta being injured hurt them because even though he had the touchdown, I feel like he was kind of a decoy a lot of the times. And I think yeah. especially on third downs, that's one of their, their money moves, but they kind of got some production out of everybody. I mean, Gibbs had a couple great plays. Amon Ra was obviously good. Uh, even JMO I saw pick up a couple catches there. Yeah. And then, you know, Josh Reynolds had a, a massive yes. game the other former ram and like yeah i think he had what 80 yards on five catches mm-hmm. or six maybe so yeah i think when you look at 
kind of because I, I should have thought of this when we were talking about missing Laporta. It's like when they traded Hawkinson last year, they had a similar hole, and he had you know he just started going off like in kind of you know. In, and then in the absence of Hawkinson, and then this year before Laporta really emerged as like our second guy, it was Reynolds. So I mean, JMO JMO was also suspended for four games, so some of that goes to him now. But he's yeah, he's all he's a cl- pretty clutch guy and a big part of the team, I think. Even though he's kind of been buried the last six games or so. Yeah, kind of an afterthought for for casual watching. Yeah, yeah, and then I think on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know. I don't know that I felt great about the entirety of the game for them. I mean, they only gave up 23 points, Yeah, but they did give up a lot of, like the Rams were moving the ball well, and yeah. you don't you don't want to bank on red zone defense performance to, no. to pull you all the way through. But yeah. I would say that they, the tackling I thought was very good, and Hutchinson looked awesome which yeah he's yeah he's on fire yeah i've been like a little up and down on him. I, I i haven't been down on him i wouldn't say i've just been like when i've been watching i'm like i don't know he seems good but you know he's not the same yeah, as some yeah. first overall defensive ends that you're like man this guy is incredible but in that game he was i mean he was doing what you need he was winning the one-on-ones and being like hey i'm gonna put oh, the offense yeah. in trouble on my own and i think even on that third down at the end that the rams didn't convert the third and long i think it was third and long and they ended up punting he had a pressure on that yeah and he made Stafford step up and I think just that little bit of that little bit of step there makes it so that might not I mean they might have completed that one otherwise and and been in a position to kick a field goal to to take the lead so yeah I think I saw his win rate was like 33 percent yeah unbelievable in that like that's because I think like for the last six games it's been over 20 percent which is obnoxious yeah very good I know he went 33 percent wild is he from Michigan do you know yeah, yeah, he he. Uh, um, I used to. It's a. He's from Plymouth, which is a town between um, Ann Arbor and like Livonia. Okay. I used to drive past it like on my way to work every day. So there's a good chance it might have meant even more to him than also having been a, yeah. a long time Michigander. Yeah, yeah. His dad like played football at Michigan, and that crowd couple... sounded insane. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was. I'm sure it was crazy. I didn't ask. Carrie's brother went to the game. Oh, nice. I should have asked him, but... Yeah, I'll have to ask him at some point. That'd be fun to hear about. Yeah, everybody was... That I heard Campbell talk... Like, you know, I think he was around for the 2009, like, Saints championship, and they were, like, very famous for having an an insane stadium that year. And I think he put it... You know, I think he he was kind of buttering up some of the reporters but he he really thought about it and he's like it is on par with anything i've ever been around ever and i'm like that's probably the one he's thinking about because that was like a magical run for that saints team for sure yeah i think the only thing that i would say that the rams did wrong is and this is really a credit to dan campbell is i think we had talked before that dan campbell maximizes points a lot and sometimes it looks really bad like I think it was last season when they got whooped by the Patriots and they were like 0 for 8 on fourth downs. And it's like. Yeah, 0 for 8 or <laughs> 0 for 7. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it looks bad. But I think what you see is the opposite here in this game where the Lions were optimizing points. And if there's anyone I would blame on the Rams side, it's the head coach version of Sean McVay. I think offensive play caller and play design wise, you can't really fault him because they were doing some sweet stuff. But you settle for three field goals in the red zone. So you don't get a touchdown out of those you decide to go into halftime when they're like 55 seconds left this part which i I was like understand that i was gonna say i know they're deep in their own territory but they got six yards on that run and i'm like i don't know dude like you've kind of been able to do whatever you want and like i know momentum is not really a thing but like it's a tale of like 
halves are a thing. Yep. Like, it's not guaranteed the second half is going to go like the first half went. So it's like, you're on a roll, just go for it. That's yep. how I felt. Yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's it's odd to see someone who I think has such good game planning going on just kind of go like, yeah, all right, good enough. Let's head into halftime. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I, I didn't understand that at all. And I, I think of it always in terms of, I forget who talks about it a lot. When you're watching and you're the fan of one team, what do you not want to see the other team do? Right. And I think of that in yeah. terms of fourth down. And I feel like Lions fans seeing the Rams be like, yeah, let's call it are probably like, cool. I don't yeah, have to sweat I, out the first half here. <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I, you know, I don't I just I don't get it because, you know, obviously it was a one point difference. And I'm like, the way you're going, like, it's not impossible to kick a field goal. Yeah. I know Maher has been pretty bad, but I mean, he was he didn't miss one in this game. So, nope. yeah, yeah. But anyway, awesome win by the Lions. Awesome game to watch. And yeah, congratulations, buddy. This is exciting. I know. It was awesome. And another talking point we missed was I think we hit our first 50-plus yard field goal in this game. (laughs) Is that right? We hit a 54-yarder. Wow. Unbelievable. That's right, because they just don't attempt a lot of them either, right? I think we've attempted two and missed. (laughs) We might have... Oh, Patterson, before we cut him in week... (laughs) 15, right, right, like you do. Might have been one for two. So this might have been our second one the whole year. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like another point on McVeigh is like that third and 14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like throwing it at the sticks is the, that's the part. Like stuff like that is what gets me. Because I'm like, just treat it like two. Like, mm-hmm. I don't and he's notoriously know, conservative man. on fourth downs, too. So you go like, oh, if you get, you know, if they had gotten nine yards there, would they have tried the long field goal? <laughs> yeah, that would have been wild. You might be better off trying to get a first down, especially when, like we said, like some of those play designs to convert first downs are so good that those are the ones that are so freaking annoying when you're on the other side of it. And you're like, yeah, how did we give up a fourth and three? You know, and the guy's just squeaks out and he's open for the, the easy out pass there. But yeah, anyway, awesome. Yeah. Awesome game. Yeah. And now we get another week of the Lions. Lions at home, even. That's right, Lions at home. I very rarely thank Green Bay for anything, but I got to tip my cap today. All right, with that in mind, let's go ahead and run through some of the other action we had last weekend. We had the Dallas Cowboys imploding, I would say, (laughs) against the Green Bay Packers in a game that the 16-point final margin does not do justice to how out of reach the game was. I mean, when it it was 27-0... to after the pick six and i'm just like i man i don't even know i i you know because i didn't even know what i was watching i was like what on earth is this Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know well and i think it was to your point i sent you that snippet earlier from the ringer where they were like the the cowboys defense this year succeeded by using a lot of man coverage and they came out playing zone and then (laughs) their offense succeeded it's like so you just changed the game were you trying to catch them off guard or something like that because it clearly didn't work very well (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's really funny it's just kind of like you're one of the best three teams like okay well you're like yeah you're in the second third fourth best team in the nfc and just do what got you there like right at least try it before you decide to (laughs) go off so yeah as somebody who has has long been talking about how bad mike mccarthy is that was pretty fun to watch (laughs) it was very much of like mike mccarthy going against joe barry is some of the yeah like what do you root for (laughs) they're all playing checkers while we're playing chess uh yikes also not a good look for dan quinn if he was hoping to get another uh head coaching gig i think that one that one's gonna hurt on your resume absolutely there. cook <laughs> so yeah that was that was an interesting one 
the the big bopper had the hot hand mason rudolph was described by his own coach as having the hot hand coming into this week and i would say he did not look like he had hot hands in the uh the snowstorm in buffalo yeah he did he looked like dog shit (laughs) so he was very bad which surprises terrible shouldn't surprise anybody i just i don't know i don't know what do you what do you do with that like i know he kind of like redeemed himself to a more respectable status like as the game wore on but the game was pretty much over in the first in the second quarter and you're just like okay yeah, we'll we'll get to it a little bit with the preview later also, but I think part of the reason that he was looking better late is that all of the Buffalo defense was gone. So, yeah, that that's going to help help you look a little bit better as the game wears on. You got George Pickens yeah. and Deontay Johnson going against whatever is left on the bench there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one to touch on here, let's say goodbye <laughs> to the 38-year-old Joe Flacco. What a run he had coming off the couch. But <laughs> yeah, he did. I- the pick monster finally came back. <laughs> this like this game was so much like the dallas game mm-hmm. only the end result reflected the game better yeah 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 he looked awful obviously <laughs> yeah two, uh, back-to-back pick six is right two throws in a row i think uh yeah i think so that's tough i mean i think you've been you've been clamoring for it i have yeah, i have i know yep and C.J. Stroud, of course, looked amazing. I think that's the big takeaway from that game. It's probably that in his first playoff game, C.J. Stroud just continues to be the man. Looked like a Terminator. Everyone is talking about how like he had the exact identical line to Jordan Love. Like, oh my god, kind of wild. These are yeah. There's there's a different a difference in caliber here. I think. <laughs> You think so? Yeah. Just a bit. We can talk a little bit about the Kansas City Miami game. I was attending a bachelor party at the time. It was later in the evening. It looked extremely cold. And it looked to me like Tua couldn't play very much in the cold. The biggest takeaway I have from that one is that going into Buffalo this week, I'm not really concerned at all about Patrick Mahomes in terms of how he's going to handle the weather. So if if the Bills are hoping they have an edge there, I don't think they do. I don't think so. I, your boy looked pretty good, Rashi. He did. He did. They're they're he's starting to look like he's coming together at the right time for them. Man, that's so that's insane. How does that happen? Did you see the fun? The fun clip that they had of Tyree Kill getting jammed at the line. <laughs> no, I didn't. So on one of the plays, Legereus Sneed, I guess, just like dropped him with with the chest jam right at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> and there were two big takeaways from it. My first was I I forget sometimes that we are deeper in in terms of all the things I'm qualified to talk about. The NFL is definitely not the one I'm the most questionably qualified because I do pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah. The initial reactions were all like. That's so illegal, I can't believe that. What? And then someone had to come in and be like, oh my God. you're allowed to make contact with the receiver at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, That's not a penalty. But what is it, within five yards. two or five? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. And then, but, but the best part was that Tyreek Hill's reaction was, jammed my ass to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> so good for him, at least. <laughs> yeah, gotta have a sense, sense of humor about that yeah exactly that's insanity is that no people have to know better than that i mean it's on twitter for god's sakes so you know i don't think they know much there i don't think they know much the people working there crazy well yeah and then x yeah right that's right yeah can't believe i forgot that so embarrassing And then the final one to talk on, because it is it is sad. It's sad that we have to pour one out for the era, the brief era, and maybe if there is a God Oh, you know it's the last down. era no. of being able to bet against John, Matt Patricia. John, 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 John. John. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna make him their full time DC for next year? I think Sirian will be like, Man, I'm really on the hot seat. There's no way Sirianni 
I think he's going to be fired. <laughs> but if you justified. don't, if if you don't think that the idea that well, because they're all going to be fired, because holy shit, yeah, that's n- nuts. When you have Troy Aikman, I think at the beginning of the game, like in the first half, saying something along the lines of, they looked beat coming in here, and they've just been beat the entire time. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the only point I'm going to make is that if you think that something, someone like the idea that Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and Matt Patricia all won't have jobs at the same time, and the, and the Falcons are hiring a coach. That's a good point. Out. Watch out, America. Do you think, oh, what, my God. Or Oakland. What if they reunited the triumvirate there oh, in Philly? Do Oakland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they... I'm. Oh, no. they Philly... <laughs> Howie's not that stupid. Howie's not that stupid. He, that's he true. He can't be. <laughs> Whatever they got going on in Atlanta or perhaps San Diego, I could see that happening. There should be, like, a sign outside all of the offices that say, like, if you see this man report to security with matt patricia's photo on it with the pencil in his ear too i think think that if you should have an exit interview and in that if like over 65 percent of your players think that you should never have a job again because you (laughs) suck and everyone hates you you should be like barred for a a year or two yeah yeah there's got to be some sort of hiatus (laughs) you have to go on wander through the desert for a couple years but if they reunited in like Atlanta, that would be that'd be pretty. That would be amazing. That being said, I'm gonna miss not being able to pick against them next week. I know, man. I think he. I think if you bet against them every single week, like blind based, you would have won every week. You'd been undefeated, because I almost then was. Un- I only missed the one. <laughs> unbelievable. Or actually, no, it's very believable. Right. <laughs> actually, <Yeah. laughs> it's the most fucking believable thing. Incredibly believable. <laughs> Oh my god! So yeah, it was a pretty fun weekend. I mean, that's part of you know we went three and one with the picks that I that I put on here, and five and one in the total picks. So it was it was an enjoyable weekend to watch. And that's that's oh, you know the Lions did exactly what I wanted to do when that game started. I said to Cat, I was like, I really hope the Lions win, but also that I cover. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> oh man, is there anything else from last weekend that you want to go over before we move on to looking ahead? Huh? Probably, but I can't remember right now. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. Did you see this story about Jim Ursay? No, I have not. What's the newest on Jim Ursay? Oh, he's basically, he was dead. <laughs> they had to, like, revive him. Whoa, no, I had not heard this. It's in December. This was, like, right, I didn't look up, when did he do the, I was profiled for being a billionaire? Oh my god, that's right, that was a classic. He just that was November 22. Yeah, so, like, oh, three weeks later, he, like, overdosed on fentanyl. It's profiling, though, you know? <laughs> I just like I don't know, man. He's gotta he's gotta chill out. I think. Yeah, you'd think that you'd have better stuff to do with your time, like run the football team that you own. You would you would think, but All right. like not a lot of good stories. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the quiet season, and I also don't like talking about all the hypothetical coaching fits everywhere. It gets a little boring after a while. Yeah, I just want—I just wanted to chat about Billy B, just like and how sad whatever he does next is going to be. Yeah, you know, the, one person did do a good rundown of the second act. I mean, it's usually more than the second act. The final act for a lot of these coaches is usually pretty ugly. And the one thing that gives me a lot of pause is that if if he's planning on getting a lot of the same control he had in previous locations we a have evidence that doesn't work we're, we know what we're gonna it's gonna be like late stage ditka yeah and yeah you're just not gonna be able to get that sort of buy-in in a place where you haven't won super bowls and you haven't been with those players for that long and so i think in that case it goes south very very fast yeah 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to previewing the upcoming games for this week. Only four games next weekend. Divisional weekend. Historically, I feel like the best weekend for watching playoff football is where you get the best games. But we have a couple giant lines this week, which only makes sense because I think as we were watching all season long, it was clear that there was kind of one team in each conference that was better than everybody else, and then there was everybody else. And those teams both got to sit out wildcard weekend. So let's go ahead. We'll go in, in order of what time the games are being played. Let me pull it up again because I'll need to listen to this later and remind myself since I'm bouncing between time <laughs> zones here. Okay. The first game on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. I think that is central, central. time. Yep. <laughs> Good. Thank you. We have the Houston <laughs> Texans traveling to Baltimore to take on the one seed Ravens. The line on this game is Baltimore minus nine and a half. What's your initial thought on that line? My initial thought was I kind of like the Texans. Interesting. You and Maddox are thinking the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, to me, it's just kind of like I need to see Lamar stomp somebody in this situation for me to be like, oh, okay. That's very fair. And and I have historically been sort of a like, well, let's see what he can actually do in the playoffs. The playoffs have not been kind to Lamar. Yeah, and, and like I think I've been kind of on the bandwagon that like this team is not the same Ravens team. Like, I think their defense is amazing. And I think their offense is amazing. And I think they have more varied and better weapons. I think Mark Andrews is going to be back, too. Like actual receivers and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, and like, so, and I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think nine and a half is kind of a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So it is a big line. I think the one thing I would say is if this line had come out at the end of the regular season, would it still seem like it's that big of a reach? Like if there wasn't, are you saying like if there wasn't last week? Right. Like if there's wild card weekend and Mm -hmm. the Ravens got the Texans, I I would still think it was kind of too big. Okay. Okay. That's That's just how I want. That's just how I and I know, like, the Texans kind of faltered a little bit. And, like, there's, you know, these younger teams, you don't really know if they're going to step to the occasion the same. But, like, that part's out of the way. So I think, like, last week is only good not to be, like, they're this great team that can beat the Browns by 30. Like, the Browns kind of beat themselves. Sure. You know, when you got Joe Flacco and all this shit is going south and he's Flaccoing your team straight to death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can really do to get out of the th- like the death throes of that. But it's like that team did not flinch. I, it, it's so, you know, I don't know. So I'm kind of just like, they stood tall and I think they're going to play a fine game. And I just kind of like, you know, kind of what they do to keep the game close. I don't think they're going to win, but... So to your point, since since week three of the NFL season, in games that Stroud has played and been healthy, the biggest loss the Texans have had has been by two points. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, three points. They lost one by three. They lost two games by two in that stretch, which is pretty wild. So yeah, the first two games of the year, they got blown up by Baltimore in week one, 25 to nine, and they got beat by Indianapolis in week two, 31 to 20. And since then, they had the two bad games where Stroud got knocked out and then the Cleveland game where he didn't play. But the other ones have all been close. Now, you don't want to be close against the Panthers, but still, <laughs> like you see a definite trend up, which is incredible considering where Stroud was to start the year. I just think all season long, Baltimore has looked like by far the best team in the league. And now they're at home with a rest advantage. And while Stroud did well against what, for some reason, some people still thought was the best defense in the league last season. Not compared to this defense. Or le- yeah, last week. <laughs> the Ravens defense has been better. They've been an even better defense. Yeah. And I think oh, they've yeah. actually, the way they're coordinated is much harder to go against than the Jim Schwartz defense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like, yeah, it sounds insane to be like, 10 is way too many and they beat you know san francisco by more than 10 yeah they beat yeah. miami by 35 <laughs> like 
yeah. just like crush these teams. And All their playoff the teams that they destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like beat the Lions by like four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds insane to say. I, yeah, but I don't know. Man, we... I like, I don't know. And I'm talking myself out of it. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to end up going with the Ravens on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of that is coupled with the next game, which is the Saturday night game. We have Green Bay going to San Francisco to take on the one seed in the NFC. And I think the line has dropped since then, but it opened at the Niners minus 10. And I'm going Niners there because Niners there too. they've also been massacring teams pretty much all season long yeah and like i don't know this one's got that little like undercurrent of like mike mafleur mike lafleur and uh what's his face shanahan the lafleur shanahan is it thing? matt Ma- matt lafleur matt lafleur yes <laughs> we just we just played against mike lafleur he's the oc yes. for the rams <laughs> Keep getting those two. Yeah, he, Shanahan and LaFleur, they got some some history. They got some beef. I heard someone say they don't like each other. I'm like, what's the evidence for that? I'd be know. curious, yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe they hate each other now. <laughs> That'd be fun. But yeah, I think with all the weapons that San Francisco has, they're all healthy. I just, <laughs> I think Green Bay's best path would be to have a shootout. And I just don't think they're going to find the same degree of success against the Niners defense that they did against the Cowboys defense in doing that. And so then if you're coming out with that sort of option as your only path to victory and San Francisco gets you twice and now it's 21 nothing, then it's like, ooh, this is going to this is going to unravel pretty fast. John, are you saying you don't trust Joe Barry to have figured out San Francisco's offense? You know, I trust them a lot more against Mike McCarthy than I do against Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's the kind of the matchup to me. Their defense is very good. I don't know, like, Green Bay has seemed good on offense, and I think they are pretty good on offense. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's, I don't know. They're going to really have to step it up. Yeah to keep pace with san francisco yeah i think pretty good is exactly right i think their offense works really well against the sort of scheme that dallas plays which you know credit to them for taking advantage of the ways that they match up poorly they have given up a lot of points to some mediocre offenses it wasn't that long ago that they gave up a perfect passer rating to baker mayfield in lambo and yeah. if you expect Very me to true. believe that the niners are going to struggle more than that like <laughs> i think the niners are scoring 30 plus pretty much unquestionably unless sorry not unquestionably we've seen what happens when brock purdy tears a ligament in his elbow that's at the beginning true. of the game <laughs> that's true but, but this year yeah that'd go very different because who would come in uh sam, sam darnold, darnold baby yeah he'd come in and cook you he got a right he almost won the starting the job <laughs> sam darnold could have been the starter this year what a what an oh, alternate man. universe that would have been yep I also, to your point about the Joe Barry defense, their wins this year, they beat the Bears twice, not very impressive. They beat the Saints, okay. They beat the Brett Rippon Rams. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Lions. Uh, they beat the Chiefs. And they beat the Panthers and the Vikings. I think that was the Jaron Hall Vikings. So Best it's not like they have the a long yeah, <laughs> a long history of, of really doing well on that side of the ball. So yeah, I'm, I'm going Niners minus 10 on that one. What about and you? Like, yeah, I, I like San Francisco, especially since they got Chase Young. Yeah. They've kind of been on a different level. Him and Nick Bosa together is very good. And I, you know, I think Jordan Love, I mean, a lot of people are anointing him again. I don't, I we talked about this last week. I don't understand whether or not he's like the best quarterback that's ever lived. That's how everyone wants me to think of him right now. I don't, I just don't think that Jordan Love is going to show up in this game. I, I don't see how it could, how he could. And if he shows up, and if he shows up and cooks this defense, then we can talk about him being like yes. 
a legitimate badass quarterback. I like people are trying to right. equate him to CJ Stroud, and I'm like, I don't. CJ Stroud's a rookie. This Not is the same Jordan breath, Love's guys. Fourth year or third year? Uh, fourth. This is his fourth. I think he just had three. Yeah, so I'm like, you can say whatever you want about, like, oh, that doesn't matter. It does matter a whole fucking ton. Yeah, and he hasn't played one of those really top-flight defenses all season long. So, yeah, I, I think it's one of those ones where people see the flashes, and they're ready to be like, yeah. oh, he's got it all put together. And I think maybe he'll get there, yeah. but right and now I, what you're seeing is flashes of arm talent that look great and going like, oh, man, he's every bit as good as all the other guys. Yeah, and he can make big play when he needs to with his legs and... You know, I think he gets the benefit of the doubt with, like, the Packers and, like, just shut up with that fucking shit. Like, they're not fucking geniuses. Like, Yeah, they're not the QB literally. <laughs> yeah, and also, I can't with this shit where it's like, I feel like everyone just always is like, they drafted three great quarterbacks that did not draft Brett Favre. So right, yeah, also yourself. very important. Okay, he went to Atlanta and drank his way out of a job. <laughs> so, it's important we always remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. He drank too much for Atl- the Atlanta Falcons. He drank too much for the fucking Dirty Birds. That makes <laughs> no sense. It's impossible. <laughs> Who the fuck was like, it was Terrence Mathis? Like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on from that one. The Sunday afternoon game, 2 p.m. Old, an old school NFC Central matchup. The baby. NFC Central showdown. We have the twelve and five Detroit Lions hosting the nine and eight Tampa Bay Bucks, and the line on that game is Lions minus six. Hell I'll yeah, start baby. on this one again. I'm going Lions. Man, I really want to. I don't even know. I can't really pick. Tickets as low as five hundred dollars, baby. <laughs> Jesus Man, it's gonna be rocking again. I know it's a three p.m. in Detroit, but. Man, that place is going to be bonkers. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. This is the Midwest we're talking about. It's not like they're not going to wake up early to tailgate for that one. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... We already played this team week six at Raymond James Stadium, and Baker scored six points on us. Yep. This was a crazy game. Demo and Gibbs were out in the second half. Demo didn't play That's at right. all in the game. This is the game, I think, where we had colby sorsdahl playing right tackle for a spell Mm -hmm. and and yeah our defense just i don't know man maybe ag took something from like he just remembers how this offense runs because he was in new orleans or whatever but yeah we shut them down and like i'm still scared of mike evans so (laughs) we'll see yeah so that's very fair and mike evans you gotta hope that the pendulum stays the way it was for last week when Mike Evans was doing his best to try to keep Matt Patricia in that defensive coordinator job by just dropping passes left and right. But it did seem, I remember we had talked about that one going into the game that we were worried about because the Lions against number one wide receivers is not great. And it didn't seem to be a big issue that game. They gave 77 yards to Chris Godwin. That was the leading yep. receiver for him. Yeah, Puka cooked him last week. Yes, yes, he very much did. But it's like, Brian Branch, that's like a Godwin, I think, comes out of the slot a lot. So I think you're going to see BB on him. He's like top 10 nickel. So I like, I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like, yeah, I'm just worried about Evan. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers (laughs) this year, that's, yeah, again, very fair. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year have one win over a playoff team. And that is their 34 to 20 beat up of the Packers that we talked about just a moment ago. I mean, I guess you can technically count them pantsing Philly last week if you want. I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that is a playoff team in theory, although, man, sure. (laughs) <laughs> sure didn't resemble playoff Philly. No. 
And like yeah, it's it's rougher that team like not having AJ Brown. Yeah. But like all the news articles that came out the day of the game, man, like or the day before, like the day before, and then it's like and then it's like the Kelsey retiring leaks, and he has to be like, no, 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 just wait for a minute. I'll I'll do it later if I do it. Yeah. I don't know. There's some mad toxic energy coming out of Philadelphia. It's really insane. So based on the advanced stats, Detroit is now 7th in total DVOA at 17.0%. The Tampa Bay Bucks are 18th at negative 1.2%. Is that... That is about the same distance from the Lions as they are from the Atlanta Falcons in 28th place. (laughs) The Falcons that were one game worse than them in the division. So I don't know that there's a big statistical case to be made that they're going to crush this week. I also just think, like... We know that Baker Mayfield isn't that good. He's not terrible, but we know he's not NFC Championship game good. No. (laughs) And, like, the Rams were a better team in every conceivable way. So it's like, I feel better about it. I mean, I don't want to take this game because I feel like I don't want to get too, like, high and mighty about the Detroit fucking Lions. Like, that's crazy to me. It, It feels alien. But if you made me pick, I would pick the Lions. But it doesn't carry a ton of weight. Because that's fair. I feel like I I want them to win by like a hundred points, and I'm like, well, why can't they? And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, well, I don't think they can. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I also think, you know, to your point, the Rams are a better team, and it might be like a, an extra monkey off the back situation, right? Where Goff yeah, got yeah, to yeah. face his old coach down. Like, yep. I would expect, if anything, they know what to expect from the crowd coming into this this yeah. game. And they might be feeling looser. It's, yeah, it's kind of like what I a little bit what I was saying about Houston. But yeah, you have like this entire franchise history mm-hmm. off your back. Goff doesn't have to hear about, you know, all the stories about like McVeigh throwing him in the fucking yep. dumpster. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you saw like after they won the game and then Campbell gave the game balls out. I don't know if you saw this. I did all. not see this now. Gave one to the GM and gave him like a, like, you know, a little bit of a speech about, you know, how how awesome it's been to like come in together and achieve their vision and then the gm brad holmes gave a little speech and it was nice and then the second game ball he just goes i don't know how else to say this but you're good enough for fucking detroit oh man jared goff and it was like everyone was like real pumped up nice that was pretty cool that's sweet yeah yeah all right well i'm taking the lions you don't have to say it i know you don't like to you know yeah but i understand i don't want to curse them lions minus 50 let's go <laughs> <laughs> As the, the one thing I'll say is, like, the Bulls, like, I don't know. Uh, we play pretty good against the Vikings, who also do a good job disguising their pressures, disguising their coverages. And Bulls does a little bit, little of that. Like, they spread out a lot of their sack percentages are spread out amongst a lot of different guys. So, yep. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. But, yeah, they don't have a guy that's going to come straight. Like, they don't get the same amount of pressure straight, like, into the yeah the guard and center as the rams do but they could muck the game up potentially yeah, that's even the though best way to go except they Goff can't run the ball them. yeah exactly yeah all right let's go ahead and talk about the last game of the upcoming weekend we have at 5 30 p.m central on sunday the kansas city chiefs traveling to buffalo to take on josh allen and the buffalo bills the opening line for this game which i pounced on immediately is the buffalo bills minus three at home and i love the chiefs oh man it's a nice little coda yeah i don't know i don't know how to feel about this one i'm a little bit on buffalo but the defense yeah talk about that because you're saying the defense is kind of yeah last man standing situation i was listening to the game while we were driving out to arizona we were doing the long road trip 
and I had it on the radio. And I was literally getting nervous for Cat, who cringes every time someone gets hurt on television. Oof. Because Hopefully she wasn't watching uh, Lions. Yeah, because after Yikes. every play, there's another Buffalo defender coming out of the game. I don't know how severe they all are. I assume they're pretty severe because these guys are leaving playoff games, and so they're probably at least not feeling 100% going into the next game. But for a Buffalo team that I already had some question marks about, I don't know why I would ever not take Patrick Mahomes and three points. Like, are people worried about the weather? Who's? It's going to affect Allen just as much as Mahomes. Like, I, I do love Allen in the snow. Watching him run for a 53-yard touchdown is pretty hilarious. That was awesome. But, like, okay, here's, here's the win streak that the Bills went on to salvage their season. They beat the Chiefs by three, so there's your three. They beat the Cowboys which I think we've just realized they were fraudulent all along. The Chargers by two, the Patriots by six, and the Dolphins by seven. I mean, I'm just not that afraid. I don't think the the best win they have all season might be, well, the best win they have all season was crushing Miami back in week four, but that was before the injury bug hit them and they started losing guys. Now they've lost even more, and the best win you can find on their schedule is a three-point win over Kansas City. I just, I I also have a long-running rule that if I ever see Patrick Mahomes getting points, I'll take it. Yeah. Because, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're that sure, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think if he, how he's done, how have you done this season on that proposition? Well, he's rarely getting points. So the Chiefs yeah, have no, d- disappointed a lot in terms of not covering yes. spreads. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 in yeah. terms of being an underdog, he's usually done pretty well. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're. Their defense has been awesome. I was just looking up. <laughs> somebody like t- tweeted a fake tweet out as like the Bills owner that said if they won the game, he would pay for their new stadium himself. Which <laughs> 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 is so funny. That's an incredible one. That's that's really well done. But now I'm like, <laughs> but I can't find it. So it must have been fake. Like I was like, this has a yeah. I love that idea. Though. That's great. But yeah, I mean, this is a game. Okay, the Bills last week, at one point, were only up by seven points against Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But this is, it's the pattern that the Bills have been in all year, where, like, you watch them for three series, and you're like, this is the best team in the NFL, and then you watch for another three series, and you're like, how do they beat anybody? (laughs) Yeah, that's 100% true about them. I, I don't get, I don't get them, really, as a team. Yeah. And it's like, yeah the best player on the field is going to be patrick mahomes yep yep 100 percent. so yeah I'm, I'm gonna go chiefs plus three on that one very critically plus three if it was chiefs minus three i'd be losing a lot of sleep trying to figure out which way to go in this game <laughs> oh man i'd have to take the home dogs in that case like i'm a little bit more on the buffalo but yeah i don't know it's rough this is a rough one for me yeah i don't know i'm, I'm not feeling very can't make any decisions today i guess but i'm on buffalo i think Buffalo is listed third in DVOA. Kansas City is fifth. So Buffalo actually does have an edge in terms of DVOA. I think it's just, to me, it's the the entire stack of injuries. At some point, like, you you especially run out of DBs, and that's what they were kind of dealing with last week. Now, maybe it doesn't matter against the Chiefs because it's only Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey, but there's a long history of suffering for Bills fans and a pretty good recent history of Chiefs fans backing Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And I think yeah. I'm just going to lean into that. Oh, no. I'm just seeing a headline. Much like the terrorists in... <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs will come together. We'll pro- we will protect our compound <laughs> from SEAL Team 6. No. I, don't know. I just saw... I'm seeing a headline right now. Jerry Jones has confirmed 
McCarthy as coach in 2024. Man, we get another I year of for it. sure he'd be fired. You, you would think. You would think. That's nuts. Oh my god, that's incredible. All right, well that seems like a wow. good place to end the pod for this week. I think we did a nice job. The recap of the picks real quick for anyone who's paying attention to them. I am going with the Ravens minus nine and a half, the Niners minus ten, the Lions minus six, and the Chiefs plus three. Nice. Thanks for jumping on, buddy. Happy uh, happy birthday coming up here, and uh, I hope you enjoy the games. We'll be I'm sure we will be talking with me, you, and Mads during the Lions game. That sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank you very much for joining, and I will talk to you this weekend. Thanks, bud.